Hey everyone, my name is Kayla. And I'm Finch. And this is Nerdy AF. And we are a podcast that does nerdy AF things. That is the best way I can describe it. Um, if you've listened to us for a while, thank you. If you're new to the show, welcome, 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 welcome. Um, this is just a show where we love to have all kinds of different creators on. We love to talk about nerdy stuff and we just go to town on it. I mean, just raw dog. It's so hard. <laughs> and that's kind of what we did today. We had a wonderful episode with Rachel. She goes by at makers Rachel on Instagram and she is across the board. So, so talented. She is into drawing. She was into AI and then you know making robots and now she's into 3D printing. She also is a big fan of doing things like Renfest. So quite literally across the board. And it was such a pleasure getting to know her and talking a little bit more about how that looks like for her. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, since uh Kayla and I decided to start doing this podcast, um, it's been an interesting journey. And you know, we have such a long list of people that we want to have on the show that it, it 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 it's 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 a good problem to have like and sometimes it's frustrating because of the fact that like i like really want to get to this person i know we were both like really dying to get to rachel and have her on the show um on the flip side we're not going to run short of content anytime soon there's so much out there and we for those of you who have checked our instagram we've recently like changed our format we were trying really hard originally to get a new episode out every thursday but with our schedulings and not just with me and kayla but with the guests it was getting increasingly more difficult so we decided to change it to being bi-weekly tuesdays every other week um and so if you're listening to this when it first came out on tuesday thank you very much um and th we also feel that that also gives whatever guests is on the show a longer period of being like the most recent episode because when you get people who hop into a show for the first time they're going to listen to the most recent episode and if you start cycling through them really quickly you know unfortunately really great guests can get buried which causes a bigger problem for us because then we're waiting even longer now <laughs> to get to a lot of the people we want to talk to but uh but all that aside yes Rachel is amazing. Like, I, I cannot say enough about her. She popped up on my radar a while back, been following her for a while. I, I believe we both have. Um, and the eclectic nature of everything that she does is great. And she's not just like, oh, I'm really into 3D printing and I do Marvel, or I'm really into 3D printing and I do Star Wars. Like, it is just everything from Marvel to, um, I, I mean, just like Kayla said, Renfair stuff, which looks really freaking cool. But uh, and on top of it, she's an amazing person. It was so much fun to talk to. Yeah, no, it, it was really, really great to kind of hear how she got started, too. Um, she had a really unique journey where she got into this stuff a lot later than life, um, which has been a little bit more of a unique story as compared to some of our other guests we've had on the show. So it's it goes to show how passionate someone can be, even if they discover something late in life. And it's never too late to get started either. Um, so it, it was really awesome to hear about her whole journey to get to that point. I also got to learn a little bit more about D&D &D and how you can really customize your own character and everyone still wants me to get into it. I'm very open. So I'm I'm looking forward to that opportunity, especially after listening to this podcast. It um it, it has been really, really great today to have her on the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, D&D, &D, so much fun. For those of you who have never been into D&D, &D, do D&D. Like you don't even like, yeah, there's the old school way that a lot of us do it where it's like in person and, you know, you're rolling the dice and everything. But if you go to places like um, Roll20 um, and places like that where you can find like online groups and you can run a game through a game like Roll20 where like you're even like clicking, whether it's a 20 sided dice and it rolls it for you and everybody else in your server gets to see it happen. It's definitely possible. It's not as fun. You know, when you got the big group together and we're all drinking and chowing down on pizza and nachos and whatever deliciousness I decided to throw on the smoker that morning. Um, but it is definitely a lot of fun. It was really cool to hear that uh, she's into that as well. And that was kind of like the thing that got her into 3D printing. Um, but from that conversation, and this is really cool, we like literally just decided that we're going to do this as a thing. She's from Minnesota. And if you've never been to the Minnesota Ren Fair outside Mi Minneapolis, St. Paul, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. And I'm new to this. I went for the first time last year and it was such an experience. Kayla has never been there. Despite so we, being a native, yeah. Despite being a native <laughs> Minnesotan. Um, so next year is like, as we're also like going across the country, like con hopping, where we're definitely going to hit Minnesota Ren Fair next year. And I think that's going to be an absolute blast. 
I think so too. And so we'll have to see kind of where everything falls on the calendar for next year, of course. But, you know, since we are planning to go to a lot of cons and we have now tackled, um, you know, the big Dragon Con under our belt, that was one thing we were thinking that might end up overlapping. So depending on what we want to prioritize for this upcoming um, year, you know, our priorities might be for one or the other, depending, you know, if there's other people we want to be interviewing, but we think it'd be really cool. And you guys can let us know in the comments if you would like us to try to do that and, you know, bring a different side to Nerdy AF as we have mostly only, you know, really focus on the cosplaying conventions, you know, run fairs, a, def a different element where you also get to see a lot of crafters in a, in a different element too, where it's, you know, with leatherworking, metalworking, you know, acting, jousting, those kind of things. Um, it's, it's a completely different, uh, I don't know. What's, what's the word that I'm thinking? Realm? Mode. I don't know. Yeah, no, something, a word <laughs> to describe what that was supposed to say. Yeah. Um, so we, we're open for opportunities when it comes to that and seeing what's all going down. I know Florida has a really good um, Renaissance Fair too, I think in February. I'm not sure if I'll end up being here. During, well, I think that lasts like a month. I'm not quite sure. Um, hopefully. So maybe we actually will have some flexibility when it comes to Dragon Con if we can do both of those. Um but, you know, I'm just chatting away and we have Rachel waiting after this intro. Um, wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you again, Rachel, for being on the show. And without further ado, let's get Nerdy AF. We were, Kayla and I were talking uh, just before you hopped on and we started recording this thing about like the 3D printer woes that we have had and issues we've had and problems yeah. that make you want to throw them in the river. Um, so I guess if anything, that's a good place to start with you. How did, uh, how did you get into 3d printing? Oh, that is a very good question. Um, okay. Kind of a long story. I hope that's okay. That's what we're here <laughs> for. Uh, all right. So I was in my undergraduate and um, I was for computer science and specifically information kind of security type stuff. And well, I had to take an internship. And so um, I got a scholarship to take it through the school I attended, not Mordor University, sadly, but um, I wanted to work on robotics and specifically like artificial intelligence. And so I had a robot. It was a turtle bot. So that kind of is like a Roomba vacuum with a Xbox Connect on the top of it. Um, so a lot of problems with that robot, but mainly I was like, okay, I can map out, you know, our main campus and have it drive around fine. Um, but I wanted it to take the elevators because it's on wheels. And so there's elevators or stairs at my campus and so I was like okay let's put a little arm on it to push the button to go down the elevator uh well I spent more time um trying to figure out what I should use for the <laughs> for this robotic arm and I realized I'm gonna have to like switch my research onto something different other than artificial intelligence and one of my professors was setting up this real janky TiVo little monster 3D printer and that um it's it's a tri printer so it's got three arms and it prints like this the bed doesn't move and at the time the bed didn't even heat up and he's like hey you should like 3D print the arm for your robot instead of buying all this stuff that's not working and I'm like huh I've never heard of 3D printing before and so um in short, I ended up spending more time troubleshooting this really sketchy printer than I did working on the robot. So I totally sh shifted my research project to um, PLA and like tensile strength testing and, you know, just overall durability, you know, because um, I had parts breaking on me all the time. I'd print out like a little class for this printer, you know, like two claws or like a button and it just like fell apart. And I was like, what is going on? So um, I tested like layer height differences, infill density and um, different filaments, mainly like ABS, TPU and PLA. Um, it wasn't really the best printer. So I kind of had it was confined and it was pretty new to 3D printing at the time. I think this was like 2017, I want to say. Um, 
but that's how I got started and it kind of just grew into this obsession and I convinced my school to buy some more quality printers not some knockoff <laughs> uh, a knockoff I guess <laughs> but uh yeah so now I have a couple Prusas myself and my school's got some uh Ultimakers and some fun fun stuff and kind of just turned into uh, it's part of my full-time job right now too I do all the 3d printing for my campus so that's fun <laughs> wow I yeah, sort of feel yeah, like job printing yeah yeah what uh what is what all does that entail uh that is a good question um my campus is not so I work in the IT department uh, I'm full-time I'm actually like kind of in the network security area um so why is 3d printing there I don't know it's just because no one else knows how to do it um <laughs> I've trained a few people um but like what does it entail we're not in engineering school um but we are very good at nursing and OT, PT, so occupational therapy, physical therapy. So um, I mainly work with the OT and PT departments to make like prosthetic arms, um, hands, fingers, um, nothing too intense, but, you know, usually hands or digits, they say. Um, yeah, I mainly work with them. I've worked with a couple other departments. So they want like a cell phone holder for an instrument or you know, just small things. Um, my campus is actually a Catholic campus. And so we have a Benedictine monastery. And so I print stuff for our sisters on campus too. And they, they always want like little signs for their gardens. So in memory of sister, whatever. And so that's kind of cute too but I got, got the whole campus and the monastery. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of um, an experience I had. I also went to a Catholic school for undergrad and we, I got to introduce them to 3d printing without me actually being into 3d printing yet. I was, <laughs> I was working on like, um, I did maintenance repair and we had to like replace the whole front of like a washing machine for like the buttons. Cause girls would just like smash it in. Mm. And then I was like, guys, can we not just print out a button or something? And then that kind of like kickstarted the 3d printing world over there. So we'll have to talk later. So we don't give any like identifying information of where you go to school. Cause you're, you're living in Minnesota, right? Yep. Yeah. I went to school too. So <laughs> I'm curious on the, I, I probably know of it if you, if you mention it, so we can talk about it later. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow. That's um, I think I like the AI robotics side of that. I feel like there's a gold mine to be had if you could 3D print and program an AI robot that fixes 3D printers. That would be that amazing. Would be that like, would be super cool. Like you'd sell one to every single person who owns a 3D printer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could work from home and just have my robot do all the work. The only reason I drive to campus is to fix the printers or start and stop them. So if I could have a robot do that for me and I could just remote control it, that would be, I wouldn't have to leave this desk. <laughs> right. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it obviously the 3D printing kind of like fed into the nerd side of Rachel um, as we yeah. <laughs> switch over to that, where does like being into nerddom and all that, what's the, what's the origin story for you there? Ooh, um, definitely Lord of the Rings. Uh, my dad introduced me to that when I was really little. And, you know, of course I loved Legolas. He was the best. And um, I would say back in high school, my my uh, English teacher was like, so you really like Lord of the Rings and blah, blah, blah. Have you watched Star Wars? And I was like, I don't know what that is. I've never even heard of it. And then he, of course, is like, oh, you haven't heard of Star Wars? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is like 11th grade. And I just, I don't know. I guess I've lived a sheltered life. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he he gave me his DVDs and I watched all six star wars movies at the time and i was like wow this is really cool and so of course he's like so you should watch the avengers that came out like last year or so i was like what and so then he introduced me to marvel and of course that just took off and was like this is amazing <laughs> why didn't i know about this but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the name of the cave that you were living in that like 
<laughs> like, <laughs> it's called a farm where oh, i uh, didn't have yeah. internet <laughs> oh that'll do it yes oh my yeah, gosh yeah. could you imagine being that teacher though like someone stumbling into your life who has no idea what any of that <laughs> is and you're just like this is an opportunity and i'm going to seize it i yes. yeah he changed my entire life he like <laughs> totally flipped it <laughs> does he know what you're doing now with all your projects and stuff um gosh i ran into him a couple of years ago but that was like before 3d printing um but i mean i i get really into art so like that smog behind me so i'm sure he knew that i can thank him for that kind of stuff too art inspiration <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's amazing yeah. Sorry. This, is the point, this is the point where i'm waiting for kayla to talk because I, yes. I i frequently feel guilty that i talk too much in these things so <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice pause um, but okay, yeah, kind of transition into, you know, what you're building now, what you're working on, because I'm not quite sure if you do any resin printing. For some reason, I thought I seen a resin printer, but I'm not sure if that was at work. And that's something that we haven't had a lot of people talk about. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, with also your research, if you have any knowledge on that, um, that you would like to share, but also just kind of like, what kind of projects are you working on now? What, what are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah, um, I'll start with what projects I'm working on now, and I can transition into resin printing. Um, or I can flip-flop that, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, what I'm working on right now, I am currently working on a Mark 45 Iron Man suit and the Rescue, I think it's Mark 49 Iron Man suit, so I have two. Um, it is cold up where I am at, and I can't paint, so Mark 45 is all printed out and sanded and primed. I didn't buy my paint in time, so I'm excited to get that <laughs> painted. It's all downstairs assembled, and I guess I should have brought it upstairs to show you guys, but I didn't think of that. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that one's sanded and already. I'm really excited for that, and I'm currently printing Rescue out right now, so a full Iron Man suit there. Um, I would say it's, I'd say it's about 75% printed right now, and probably 50% sanded and ready for painting, but I have to wait or figure out how to paint it. Yes. <laughs> during yes. the winter. You and I are, you and I are in the same boat with that. Cause I, I live here in Northern Illinois and like tomorrow it's supposed to be 72 degrees. And then the day after it's supposed to be a high of 34. And then it looks like it's in the thirties forecast for like the next week. So you get to a point where like the window closes. And I was that way last winter. Like I really got into 3D printing in like January. And then I was losing my mind until like April. I had so much stuff printed out yep. and yep. couldn't paint any of it. I even like attempted to one time. I tried to like put up like, you know, tarps to like paint in my basement. And eventually my wife was like, the house smells like nail polish. Would you knock it <laughs> off? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'll be respond reasonable and responsible and wait until it's like I can actually do it outside. So I feel you hundred percent on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's really frustrating. I have like, I guess all winter to make and get ready for projects. And then for summer comes around, I'm like tired and then I don't want to paint, <laughs> but oh, well, so I gotta, yeah, I gotta wait for winter to be over or I don't know. <laughs> or get a heater and in your painting. garage. Yeah. That's what I'm debating doing this winter is actually just getting a space heater and putting it out in my garage. And at least then I can yeah. be out there, but then you worry about fumes building up in there and yeah. 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 So if one day Kayla, you see Kayla like post an Instagram, guys, Finch died today because he's an idiot. Yeah, like, you'll, yeah, you'll know what happened. <laughs> oh, no. You guys can come to Florida and paint, but we'll just have to avoid hurricanes. Oh no. Yeah, she's got yeah. her second one coming at her in like the last like three months. I just texted you this morning and was like, you need to move. Like this is just total BS. <laughs> You just yeah. moved there, didn't you? Yeah, freaking A, dude, like in June. And I, oh my God, I, this one's not as bad though. The first one was like a category four. This one's supposed to be like a category one, but it's it's definitely an inconvenience yeah. when it happens. Just but, a little. Oh God. Anyway, but yeah, weather weather sucks when it comes to that. So yeah, I feel like hopefully Finch doesn't die. Um, You can report to us on the results of the heater to the the garage and see if it works out well because i feel like that's a that's a good fix if it if it does right yeah and i've seen other people do that you know maybe i'll just put like a fan in the window or something like that to kind of help air it and i've got a small one-car garage so i think i think it might work 
We're gonna give it a try. <laughs> I don't. I don't park any like the literally the garage is so small. Small. I don't bother parking a vehicle in there because you'd have to back it out for anybody to even get in the passenger side or anything. So, oh, that's no. kind of, so I think that yeah. might be perfect for a little workshop or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether you're living here or living in Florida, you debate whether you want to dodge hurricanes or just deal with seasonal depression for three months. Yeah, it's pretty much like oh, which many. one you want to go with. <laughs> oh, Minnesota. It's uh, It was raining and foggy. Um, Minnesota, it's like 10 months of winter here. That's why uh, I left. <laughs> It's going to be 30 degrees tomorrow and snowing this weekend. We're supposed to get six inches. So Yeah, Yay. you guys are going to get pounded up there. I even saw areas like north that were like in the Dakota were checking to get like two to three feet over this oh, weekend. I like, did not know about that. Already? That oh my sucks. God. It's only November. Wow. <laughs> Finch, you'd make a Winter. wonderful weatherman. You, you know all the weather across all the states. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, one of the one of the things is, is that my pain gig... Um, is I work outside for a living. So every <laughs> single day I'm checking the weather like for the next week because I have to know, especially like, you know, and Rachel knows how it is and Kayla knows how, how that is when you live here is there's no consistency, right? Like from one, like one day it can be 70 and the next day it can be 40. So you can't just like go to work whatever you were wearing the day before. You'll either freeze to death or you'll sweat your rear end off. It's going to be one or the other. So yeah, but I might look into being a meteorologist. That's not a bad idea. I, I don't think it can be that hard to just, <laughs> get on the weather app every day and then stand in front of the TV and be like, Just it's raining. Out. You can <laughs> yeah. guess too, probably 50-50 chance, right? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just don't know when, but maybe rain. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, there's a chance. We'll just say there's a chance. Bring your umbrella just in case, be safe. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I love about, uh, Rachel, one of the things I love about your Instagram page is you also kind of got like, like the medieval sort of like, danish aspect of stuff yes. what uh what's the background to that uh i like a lot of different things so i kind of just go into spurts so most recently i've been like the historical kind of ren fest type stuff that was definitely inspired by my dungeons and dragons campaign uh we all went to ren fest as our characters and uh i'm, I'm writing the book for our campaign and that's yes. uh that's over 600,000 words right now. And Whoa. to give you an estimate, uh, Harry Potter book, what is it? Seven is like 200,000. So uh, <laughs> do you sleep? 600,000. No, I don't. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been writing that? Um, We've been playing close to two years, I think. And so there was like, there was one point in the, in the campaign that something happened and I was like, I need to write this down. It's a homebrew, so it's like totally original. Our our uh, dungeon master is just brilliant, and I I'm just like I need to write this down. <laughs> and so now six hundred thousand plus words later, here we are, wow. still playing the characters. Um, that shield behind me is uh, inspired by my my dungeon character, I guess. <laughs> I have to. So I have to. I'm, I'm a dungeon a theme. I'm a Dungeons and Dragons player too, so I got to hear about your character. Tell me about your character. Oh boy! Um, yes, she is a paladin and fighter, and she has her oath to this dragon. So the campaign has different dragons, and they are the gods. Specifically, there's seven dragons. Um, so my character has an oath to the sand dragon. She, the the dragons, her name's Fifthling. She is totally hell-bent on conquest and so uh my character asajj her name is named after star wars <laughs> asajj ventures <laughs> nice um yeah she's a conquest paladin and with some fighter attributes and it's a it's a lot of fun so kind of kind of got this barbarian hint to it where there's a lot of rage I, i'm the tank of the team i do all the fighting yeah <laughs> <That's badass. laughs> and healing so yep <laughs> The duality of women yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> it's a lot of fun though so. yeah i feel that 100 we're um we're we're we've we're in a campaign right now i think we're about two sessions away from finishing it um we're when we've been at it for about two years so, you know because these things take forever you know that's what that's right? good and, that's good and bad um and I feel you 100% on that. My character is a homebrew class that my DM came up with because she's amazing. Basically, my character is a samurai, 
where it's like a cross between like a fighter and a monk. She like homebrewed yeah. it together. And I'm the exact same way. And my character, you know, I play it like a like a traditional samurai. I've got a background in Japanese history where this guy just like has no patience for foo-foo or talk or, you know, we'll come into a, you know, a dungeon and there's a door and like the other group like, oh, maybe we can do detect magic and all this shit. And I'm just like, roll my dice. I'm like, Denji kicks the door in. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm here to throw down. Let's end on the tank too. Like I have the most HP and I also do the most damage. I just, I, I got to get on my wife to heal me quicker. That That's the only thing. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening to this, I love you. Um, yeah, that's awesome. We're trying to get Kayla into D&D. We're like hoping like our next campaign, we can get her into it for her first go around. It's going to be an obsession. Yeah, I'm okay with this. <laughs> I want to design and I want to craft and I want to make it a real life. Cause I don't think I've ever got to be a part of something where I really got to take like full creative freedom like that besides for like the you know like the role-playing websites back in the day that everyone was a part of where you could like make your own narratives which I feel like is the first step kind of like into doing D&D so I'm ready I'm open for opportunity uh my my resume will be sent to the inboxes soon <laughs> <laughs> are um uh, are you guys are, I know um Kayla is Rachel are you into Stranger Things I've watched the first, I haven't watched the most recent season, but uh, I have watched the other ones. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, you have to. The thing that makes me laugh about it, clearly with having the gray hair, gray hair here, I'm a bit on the older side. And my my daughter, who's 10 years old, is really big into Stranger Things. And she had a kick watching the fifth season when I explained her. I'm like, yeah, daddy is the same age as those kids. I was that age at that year. <laughs> You know, and in the most recent season, there's a big thing about D&D, &D, you know, because there was this group of kids who were playing D&D. &D, and at the time, and I remember it vividly, there was like this weird social craze about how Dungeons and Dragons was a gateway to the occult and to Satan worshiping. And it was serious. <laughs> like it was in Time Magazine and people were freaking out over it. And I was at that age, I was playing D&D &D with a couple of nerd kids who lived in my neighborhood. And my mom like shut it down immediately. She's like, you're not <laughs> doing that. She's like, we're Catholic. And you will not be doing that. And now it's like, I'm 43 and she laughs. I'm like, hey, mom, can you watch the kids this weekend? We're doing D&D. &D. She's like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got, you, now you got to go watch the, you got to go watch a season and oh, report back. I got to go watch the most recent one. Right. Yeah. Do you yeah, want us to just pause really and you can go watch the whole season and we'll come right back? So we <laughs> like, got, what, 12 hours? <laughs> right. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah exactly if then because i think like the last two episodes of that season one of them was an hour and a half and one of them was like two hours and 15 minutes yeah, yeah. they yeah, said they that like... there was like no good way to break it uh which i can appreciate i think that's how you should end a series is just having like a super long episode or two that was fun <laughs> yeah it was it was like two movies at the end of that and you know the story was so epic that yeah okay she hasn't seen it so we're not gonna rattle on before yeah don't like... spoil it yeah <laughs> What um gosh yeah yeah I, you'd mentioned the uh the smog painting behind you I I just I want to ask about it but I it's so vivid that I don't like know where to start asking about mm -hmm. it like okay what made you want to do it we'll start there I have no impulse control <laughs> Welcome this. to the club <laughs> <laughs> Uh gosh what made me start it I think I had I'm not very good at taking vacation or breaks because I like to keep moving. I can't really sit still. And so um, I was going to lose vacation time for work. And so I took a week off and I'm like, what do I do? And it's it's winter in Minnesota. I can snowmobile. Sure. I can ski. Okay, sure. It's also negative 30 out. So I'm going to stay inside. Uh, so I just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm going to put that there and call it a day so i have smog he's the red one uh the gold one is based off of my boyfriend's dragon he drew when he was like six years old and oh. he wanted to show me because i i like dragons so i was like i'm gonna make this better because it's a kid's drawing so that's one. that one <laughs> i think there's one more yeah a green one um oh. that one i just kind of put there but yeah so you just yeah, decided no impulse <laughs> It's really awesome. And I know, you know, you're another artist that we've had on here who, you know, you've, you've kind of stemmed from, you know, it looks like drawing, painting to then like 3D printing, you know, um, and obviously the, the AI stuff. So what all came first for you? Like what kind of started your path when it came to creating? 
uh i'm gonna go back to lord of the rings <laughs> uh fifth fifth grade we had to read the hobbit and one of the assignments was to draw a character and me being obsessed with dragons was like i'm gonna draw smog and so i drew that and then the high school art teacher was like hey this is really good i'm like what so he's like you should do this this and this and i i did like these tests for him how to draw i don't know but he kind of promoted you know kind of encouraged me to keep drawing and so i'd say like pencil sketches color pencil that definitely was the start of it um i kind of like all different mediums um i'm trying right now to get into like digital art that's really hard i don't know um I guess I don't I can't get my hands dirty for digital art that really bothers me I guess I don't know but yeah um on the other side of the wall behind me I, I don't know if I will be able to show you guys maybe I could take a picture and show you I have a full life-size Groot I have Scarlet Witch what Doctor Strange Thor uh Captain Carter Jean Grey Captain Marvel Spider-Man Iron Man so they're all life-size behind me. I should have flipped around flip for the this camera. Movie. Yeah, like, whoa, that sounds amazing. I don't Is think it... I will. I, I don't think I can. That's I okay. have it set up in a docking station. I don't want to lose my connection. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> definitely take pictures for us. And then for all those who are listening rather than watching, you can check out our Instagram. We'll probably post that if you're okay with it. Um, like in our, our picture uh, posts that we'll have, we can kind of span over so you can see all the art that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I might even yeah, if it's cool. move my desk. <laughs> yeah. And if it's okay with you, I might uh, take a picture then interlay it over the YouTube video version of this. So like right sure. here when we're talking about folks, if you're watching this and I'm talking about how I'm going to interlay those pictures, I already did. You've seen them already. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. I like, is that just, is that now, is that something that's on your wall or is that your wall? It's, it's, physically painted onto the wall so it's oh. acrylics on the plaster i guess i don't know yeah that's dope yeah <laughs> no impulse control <laughs> again <laughs> i can appreciate that that's that's how all wonderful art is made and also just to make a comment about your school you have some wonderful teachers and also to be like made to read the hobbit in school <laughs> I applaud all of this. Like I had to read some really depressing like Hamlet or something. I would much rather have read The Hobbit. How was yeah. Hamlet depressing? Yeah. <laughs> Hamlet Chase who I don't know, someone who died. Who who wrote um Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, Romeo and Juliet was like my yeah, William Shakespeare. What Romeo and Juliet's like one of my favorite plays. That thing was awesome. Are you kidding well, me? It can be awesome, but it's kind of depressing. It's, it's for like a fifth grader, it is boring, I, I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, well, I enjoyed Hatchet by Gary Paulson. That, that sent me on an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can't say it was sad. I mean, Endgame made me cry like a baby. Yeah, that's I mean, enjoyable, though. I mean, like... <laughs> You build up to that. You see some greatness, and then you just see this old guy writing an old play, and everyone dies. An old guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, Next uh, topic. I actually don't like <laughs> plays that much sorry guys we'll get you there don't worry we'll get you there it was a work in progress yeah yeah she uh she has a cup hat like mine and she had it on but she took it off before we started recording um that's how that's how close we're getting to being cool kayla we just haven't quite gotten there yet so yeah 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 the um Gosh, I, I tell you, I love, uh, you know, I mentioned your Instagram profile earlier. That um, that Star-Lord helmet you did, what was that like? I think oh you showed God. it like last week or the week before. Yeah. yeah. Right here. I but have this it. one ready. Oh, oh. oh. beautiful. This Give is, the uh, yeah, I want the rundown. Like, how all the, how'd all that come together? Um. Well, I... I printed it in orange filament because for whatever reason, that's what I had. And I have a tendency to just like start the and then walk away. And so because um, I work from home mainly and all my printers are on campus in my office. I traded my office space for my printer room. I think that's a pretty good trade. Yes. But <laughs> um, so I 
came back to campus thinking, oh, it'll be done. And and then, no, it wasn't. So I ran out and had green left over. So I was like, sure, whatever. Started with green. And I was like, I'll just sand it, paint it regularly anyways. But then it came out orange and green in October. And I'm like, this is actually a really good combination. So um, I, I sanded it down, did a regular normal process that I do. And then hit it with black and then I used this like, like um whatever that you know when like soccer fields you paint that what what is that marking oh, chalk. Paint? Chalk. I, I don't know it's like some kind of like marking paint it's not regular spray paint or I, I don't really know what it is but um I actually discovered this cracking on accident on a different print maybe sorry the light yeah. um I, I noticed I made a a medieval size Ventress lightsaber sword. And I discovered this cracking on accident by hitting it there because I wanted orange. I only had this like that soccer field marker that you paint the grass with. I only had that. And so I was like, okay, fine. And then it cracked and I was like, oh no. And I was like, oh yes, this looks <laughs> super cool. And so um, I found that if you like take a heat gun and stress it out further, it makes this really, really cool cracking effect. Um, so I painted it uh, 5k black and then just did that orange over the top and then I hand painted the green highlights um, on the inside is definitely not as pretty there's the eyes they never it's are. just <laughs> tint and then foam to hold it on my head <laughs> but yeah that so thing's that, insane you know, looking yeah Thanks. that's such a uh, thank you for sharing your your painting methods because I know some some people like to gatekeep those but the, the weathering <laughs> effect on that is really, really wonderful. You did a great job. Thanks. Totally an accident discovery, but it turned out, I think, pretty good. Oh, the eyes are just like lace and um, like window tint behind that. So okay. to kind of give it a 3D effect. Sorry, it's kind of hard to see in the camera, but. it's oh, okay. Yeah, that was yeah. really dope. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. And, uh... It's up there. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, want to tell I you need to go. hang my helmets. That's one thing I'm really struggling with. I I've printed, I asked for help. I got a lot of really good suggestions and I went with one and literally they've all fallen off the hanger. I'm, the hanger itself falls. So I need to do something on my end. I, I don't want to put screws in my wall. So I've been doing these intense command strips, but Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there I do have a suggestion for you, which I can share um on here right now is my room my old roommate was able to do like a PVC pipe situation. Mm. I know you don't want to do screws, but you might have to, but I can make it like if you use like a, a wooden plank and then have like PVC is pretty much two connectors. So you have one going like this and one going like that. Mm. And then you, okay. you drill it into the plank, but you just need like the two screws to hold on the edges of the plank. So you're not, yeah. you know, doing every single one when you have like a shit ton. <laughs> but that might be, you know, a kind of workaround where you want have to patch a lot of holes, but you can right. do that. And they bounce that's how I had it um on my wall in St. Louis. And they looked really, really good because they would look like they're just kind of hovering there. And then yeah. I just painted each um, one the color of whatever the helmet was because um, I had the leftover paint from the base color anyway. So that came out That's really cool. cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I might, I'm going to have to look into that because what I have now is not working. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that uh, that idea you have right there, like we need to patent that like right now. <laughs> and like begin selling it to like creators who like they'll build the helmets make them look amazing but they don't want to hey well here it is here's the nerdy af <laughs> helmet hanger yeah oh, let me get on like a uh, thingiverse right now and have someone design it and i can upload it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be smart right 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 and you're on the the thing that's and again i'm going back to um, to your instagram um there are a lot of people and i don't want to hate right but there are a lot of people who are like you look at their Instagram and they're really, really good at what they do, but they're like really good at like one thing. Um, but when you scroll through your Instagram, there's like so, such a diverse like collection of cool stuff. I mean, I love that, that. Yeah, that Melonier hammer you did, like the gold one. I think you said it took oh, you yeah. like 10 hours to paint it. That's, like that, that yeah, thing that's was behind me like, too. Oh, oh, you can't see it. It's on the ground. Oh, I see the handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, what is it, DO3Ds? I might be mispronouncing that, but that's their design. Beautiful design. 
And that was a difficult print because it was such fine detail. Mm. Should have done that in resin, but I do not have that big of a resin printer. But yeah, if we want to talk about resin printers, I can do that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 long time. Back on that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, so the funny thing is, before you do that, is that I would love to hear it because being into 3D printing like a couple months ago, um, I bought a resin printer and I have like yet to touch it because I'm like, I'm intimidated. And I've had that and I've, I've just had 500 things on my plate. I wanted to wait until I had like a solid chunk of time to like sit down because I know, you know, I'm like filament stuff you're dealing with, you know, liquid resin and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we'll just, uh, yeah, I'm interested. I just want, want you to just launch into resin printers now. Yeah. Um, honestly, the resin printer was the easiest printer I've dealt with. It was basically resin. It, it was a plug and play. And um, I used I have a, I have two actually, um, an Elegoo Mars something, Elegoo something, I don't remember, and then an Anycubic Photon S, I think, I don't, I don't know, their, their print heads are about like this big. I specifically bought my resin printer um, because I was seeing all these amazing little D&D miniatures on Instagram, and I'm like, all right, no impulse control, bought. So I bought my resin printer just to make D&D figures because I couldn't take it. I really wanted a nice quality character of my D&D character. But um, yeah, so I did that. And honestly, I brought it to my campus because, uh, like you said, these resin printers are messy. They kind of have a bad smell. They need good ventilation. And well, my campus has a lot of empty rooms now because, you know, we're moving servers around, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I got this old AV closet because, you know, they used to host these big CR televisions or whatever. And now they don't have these giant clunky technology anymore. So I got a whole room to myself just for resin printing. And it's kind of like this technology is going to die slash we need to hold on to it until X amount of period. So it's basically a graveyard for ink slash jet ink, whatever printers. <laughs> so um, it is technically a printer room, but I have two resin printers and a cure station in there. Um, so I have like a little nice setup. I have like this little tray to host all um, because when you take it out, of the vat or the it's really messy like you said so just i would say my biggest advice would be have have some kind of like tray or easy cleanup um i always wear gloves a mask and uh like i wear a respirator and eyeglasses or goggles whatever um just because that it is it depends on what you're using um some of it i use matter hackers primarily matter hackers build resin and build PLA filament for the FDM printers, but um, it can't be too careful with the used resin printers. Um, yeah, I basically bought because I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fun though. Super easy to use. Uh, messy to clean up and kind of kind of a hassle. Long cleanup for post process, but yeah. I don't know that's if you have a, questions about resin printing because I don't really know what to talk about. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool that you got into it uh, because of the D&D because that was the whole reason I got into like regular 3D printing to begin with is that it was something that I thought was, you know, interesting. I was playing D&D and I kept getting mad because I would create a character for my campaign and I could never find a mini that was like exactly yep. what I wanted it to be. I mean, you, there are some of those websites you can go to where you can like, they do like the creating where you can like mix and match, you know. A, you could never get it quite right. And even if you got it like whatever it is you wanted, it was like $20 or more for them to then print it and send it to you. Yep. Or for like yeah. $2, you got the the three the you know the G code for it. And I thought, yeah. well, heck, if I just had a 3D printer, I could just crank these out for everybody. So um, I've been talking about so like that year, it was like two years ago now. Coming up on my wife got me one for Christmas. And I don't even use it anymore. It's been collecting dust for a year. I forget, I forget the name of it. It's one of those little self It's really, I mean, the build plate on it is really meant for like minis, you know, and then you know how that is. It just becomes, it becomes a slippery slope, 
you know, it just becomes the gateway yeah. to like, now you need bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah, to the point where you're like printing whole people on one. And yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. I, I really would like to have a printer that could print a whole sword blade in one shot. That, that'd be that's the dream right there that would be yeah. gorgeous too like it, when you the post-processing on that would just be seamless i bet because that's mm-hmm. the one thing that drew me to resin printing was like the the finishes on most of them just looked absolutely glorious granted it's a lot of time and work still most people did like airbrushing what i noticed when it comes to resin prints but wow that yep. Yep. game changer mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's resin printing has very fine detail it's just amazing quality have you seen that? Where you're talking about sword blades? I've seen people. Have you seen those? They they have a technical name that I'm gonna butcher right now. Um, those angled printers. Have you seen those? Where they like print on like a conveyor belt, and the actual like extruders oh, yeah. at like a 45 degree angle, yeah. and so it draws it out this way as a build plate. So if you wanted yeah. to build a blade that's nine feet long, you could because it's just pushing it out as it as it prints it. I keep debating whether I want to get one of those, but I'm like, how about you get your regular ones like working first before you go <laughs> start say, aren't they like a thousand dollars. Are yep, they? They're they're $1,000 starting. Yep. It's on my wish list trying to convince my boss to buy it for my school. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smart. You know, that's what we need to do. We just need to start working for schools and push getting some devices there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, I spent $1,000 on my CR10 Max and I've been able to print one thing on it in the six months I've had it. So, <laughs> so. whatever at this point maybe i'll spend a thousand dollars on something that works this time so that is cool yeah i like that that's what we had to do i'm gonna go down to my local high school tomorrow and be like hey you need an it guy yeah listen (laughs) you gotta get on the ground level of this thing yeah i like that idea yeah by the way i think you should really like have a 3d printer to do this this and this yeah just think of the benefits (laughs) yeah it's the future and i i know they have names and i don't know the technical names of but i've seen like if you google them i've seen them where they have like you know the 3d printers that are like the size of like rooms where they're like printing out (laughs) like yes yeah let me tell you if you ever see me on instagram showing that i bought one of those that's the sign that i bought won the lottery like they're like (laughs) they're yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah like you UPS, all of us one. <laughs> yeah, UPS dude will just show up and be like, "You bought a room? I brought you a room, right?" <laughs> could live in here. Yeah, just bring you a semi. <laughs> yeah, flat bed pulls up to your dinky little place. Hey, where do you want this? Oh, just in the backyard. It's fine. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and they have those three D printed houses they're doing now. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen oh. some concrete ones. Every everyone shows me all the three D printing stuff they've seen. Um, one of the coolest ones, I think, is actually the, I think it's Mayo Clinic who's working on like 3D printing tissue, like human skin and Whoa. heart and hearts is what I've read. But that is, that's really cool. Yeah. If I was smart and would have went into like, I don't know, health, <laughs> <laughs> biology, that's what I would be doing now. But <laughs> yeah, that's 100% the future. I mean, that's like Star Trek. Are you about to tell me you've never heard of Star Trek? Have you heard of Star No, Trek? I watch Star Trek. Okay, Star Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's like replicator level stuff. You know, can you imagine that where you just have yeah. like, and I've heard about that before they talk about like in the future, like stuff like Amazon, like you'll just have like an Amazon 3D printer in your house and you'll browse through their website and be like, oh, that's a really cute, cool sweater. And you click buy and your printer just, and you're like, oh, it's a little scary. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, until your kid starts like hitting like really expensive. Like, oh, I'd really love to have diamond earrings. Look at your bill. Like, we're just charged $8,000. What the hell? Yeah. Can I return these? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shoving it back in the extruder. Like, I don't want it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that is cool. That is cool. And um, yeah, we get. People who listen to this podcast, and I think all of us, you're probably, are you like one of those people who are like, in your like physical sphere of people, you're like the 3D printing person? So like, yeah. when anybody's interested <laughs> or has questions on 3D printing, you're the person they come to? Yes. And I I actually, that's probably the hardest thing, because um, I do all the 3D printing for my school. And if I have something that's broken, I don't have anyone to ask. Um, the professor who introduced me I, I to 3d printing i surpassed him in knowledge now and it's like i have a problem and i don't know what to do <laughs> most recently i just fixed one of my altermaker fives those things are very 
I, I don't know. They they seem really user-friendly, but there's a bunch of stuff I don't like about them. And there was one thing wrong. I had I have two Ultimaker 5s. One of them works perfectly. It's got, I don't I think it's got like 58-day print time already. And um that it's not even a year old or whatever. And then the other one, it's just right out of the box. It was just kind of like clunky and did this weird like stepping. And, you know, with these Ultimakers, oh, if you open it up, you lose your warranty. It's like, mm. mm-hmm. so uh, I, I I risked it and I just fixed it this weekend. And it's, that was hard. That was difficult. It's got way too many belts and I don't know. I don't, I don't need to complain, but no, no, <laughs> it was hard. It was hard to fix printers suck for that reason like yeah. it's nice that we can afford them and most people can have them in your homes but then they just go to shit sometimes and yeah when you're trying to figure out just starting like a lot of us had hit the surge with printers of seeing someone else do it and we're like okay if they can do it we can do it but then trying to ask for help even on the internet oh my god like something could literally be falling off and someone would be like did you level your bed <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I just want to assault someone after hearing that. <laughs> That's actually one uh, one way I've gained a lot of printers is because people expect them to be a plug and play. So, you know, students uh, on campus will be like, here, I got this. Can you help me? And I'm like, sure. And then I help them and then I get it working for them. And they're like, I don't want it. And I'm like, you don't, you don't want this. Yeah, it doesn't work. I'm like, uh, it, it was just like a clogged core. I mean, it, you can unclog it so i've gained i think three or four nope five yep there's two little baby ones so i've got i have five printers from people who did not want to deal with the hassle of fixing it and so they're in the printer room now (laughs) oh my god what a thriving i need to find some people who are a little bit challenged when it comes to 3d printers because i can just reap the benefits i don't even need to buy them anymore right Right? make make some really (laughs) lazy friends and get them into 3d printing and you'll end up with free hand-me-downs i'll just keep have like pulling people in and be like see all this you could easily do it all like try plug and play Mm -hmm. well we laugh because we've talked about it because that uh like 100 percent, that is the way that kayla and i met because when my wife bought me a printer i thought for sure it was a plug and play it's a microwave it's an appliance you plug it in what it's supposed to and it started not doing what it was supposed to and i was Mm -hmm. getting so angry and i kept like trying to find out well eventually on youtube i'd stumble across frankly bill you know and then i just like i like went down his rabbit hole of all of his videos and then like through that getting more into 3d printing and more into cosplay and instagram is how i met kayla um and then that's that's how we ended up spending our free time doing this um but yeah i've got a that's this is going to be a this is a test ladies and gentlemen i have a friend of mine um who swears to me he loves this podcast and he listens to it and i've known him since long before this podcast um he has a printer i'm wondering if eventually the time is going to come just like we were talking about that printer ends up mine because if something goes wrong with it and he's had a couple minor problems that it might end in that situation where it ends up my printer so if he genuinely listens to this podcast as soon as the episode comes out he's going what the hell dude what were you talking about me and your podcast for so this is it we're about to find out if he's full of crap or not but by end of that printer i'll let you guys know too yeah i I love that i need to Yeah, if anyone feels sympathy for any of us or feel like to support us in any way, feel free to just send us a printer. We will welcome them with open arms. Yeah, preferably one with like a belt, you know, the infinite Z. (laughs) Yeah, we we can do a communal, we can like cycle it out. We It's like, you know, the kid that we have all together. We just like, okay, it's going to Rachel's house for this month, going to Finch's house for this month. We're We're saying, get... did you level the bed <laughs> shipping it across the united states here <laughs> the extruder's on fire you didn't level it i told you to level it and you didn't this is what happens just fight all the time right yeah we'll um we'll have to get lawyers and drop like custody like no i get into the third weekend I've got a kind. You uh, have you ever have you ever cosplayed? Uh, like I said, you've cosplayed for Ren Fair, which have you? I'm assuming you've been to Minnesota Ren Fair. Yes. Yep. Yes. I was just there for the second time, just like a little over a month ago. I love it. It is it is so great. Um, outside of that, have you ever gone to any cosplay to any cons or anything like that? Nope. Never. Oh, never been. Do you have plans? I I I I want to. I just have no idea what to expect or 
where they are. So I just kind of do this for fun. <laughs> you're you're really far north in Minnesota, right? Yes. Yep. So I feel like the the big one would be Minneapolis, um, which is a journey for you. Like probably what, yeah. like four hours, maybe five, three ish. Yeah. Oh, three. <laughs> oh, wow. How? Okay. Um, yeah, it was like two from me, but. It, yeah, it can be difficult when it comes to planning on that because that's the only one I know of. But granted, I didn't get into anything until after I had moved a long time after. So, I, I would tell you, June, yeah, I would say one hundred percent try to find a way to make it to C two E two in Chicago. But I feel like that that'd be a heck of a that, trek because that's like even, a twelve hour drive, I think. <laughs> yeah, because I want to say from where I live, and I'm about two hours west of Chicago. Minneapolis is about six, six and a half hours from me. So if you're even further north, so yeah, I'd be close to 10 and a half, 11 hours. Yeah, that's that's not a quick day trip. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a weekend trip. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it though. 100% it's worth it. Yeah, cool. Well, that's one of the things we'd love to talk about because we're like huge con people. And like, let me tell you, like going, going to cons are like the meccas. I mean, it's, they're like borderline religious experience. Don't get mad. <laughs> um, but cause they're, yeah, they are so much fun. You see such a wide variety of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure like Kayla and I could go on for like hours about how awesome going to cons are. And we were kind of upset that, uh, we were, we, cause we did Dragon Con in Atlanta and then New York City Comic Con got taken away from us because my innards don't want to cooperate. Mm. Um, but we got WonderCon and Anaheim coming up in March. And that I can't wait for. So, yeah. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is go to a con. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will. I'll try my best. I just got to gotta be in the know, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can Google for them. That's what I did. Like um, cons by state usually. And then you can find what's within your realm. Mm -hmm. yeah because i'm trying to think that far north in minnesota oh my <laughs> gosh yeah because you're not you're not like near like a lot of major population centers um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is the dakotas are off to your west no they're they're like five hours away oh my god yeah and even then you're i'd be surprised if there's a con anywhere in the dakotas <laughs> you know? yeah i feel like minneapolis would be like the only one Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that'd probably be the best i'll have to look and see if there even is one and i'm sure there is i think i saw ads at one point for one yeah, so there is yeah um, i'm looking right now um we have minneapolis minneapolis st paul that's it okay so oh and the the two after that i mentioned were past conventions so the upcoming one is in may may 26th through 28th okay and that's, that's Anna Minneapolis, that's more, I think, the anime version of things, but they do have mid uh Metacon, which was in September. So I'm assuming it'll probably be next September or around then where it's probably more of an all-encompassing kind of con. When when was that? That was September 2nd through the 4th. Oh, that was the same time that um Dragon Con was, wasn't it? That they're doing that they're all going over each son. other it's making me angry <laughs> son, i was gonna say because next year yeah if it's that's just minneapolis i might actually like drive up there for the week and go to that that's the same weekend <laughs> at dragon con in atlanta that's gonna make it a little difficult i know yeah. i don't I was... know kayla do you want to come home for a weekend and do minneapolis con instead you know <laughs> i was just thinking about that too because with the weather and stuff like i miss seeing the colors change um this gone is now first, first year yeah well no, <laughs> uh, that's barren now um yeah. but like i haven't i didn't get to see that this year and it made follows my favorite season october is my favorite uh month um so i was kind of bummed and i was thinking to myself dang well maybe next year i would like to come home around the where the color changes so like around october september november whatever or at least just get the, the fall crisp weather because we're just starting to get it now and that's only because there's a hurricane like it's like <laughs> 75 degrees and it's like the cool weather i was like wow this is this is the coldest it's been since the last hurricane um, <laughs> so, you want to you want to feel florida fall weather so you have to pray to poseidon that he might yeah, essentially wipe the state the off rain. the map yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's just threatened to die, but as long as I get some cool, crisp air, Ooh, hashtag fall vibes. Yeah, get, get your apple spice on. Yeah, literally. I already look like freaking fall weather, but anyway. 
Sorry. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, um, we are we are uh, getting uh, getting to the clock point here. We're like up against it. Um, this was a fantastic conversation. Um, both Kayla and I. I'm pretty sure. Like, I know I'm a huge fan of yours. I don't want to speak for Kayla. She might be like, eh, she's okay. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay, I, that's I, what I, I thought. So it's always nice representation <laughs> of another Minnesota farm girl. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so like I said, uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Like I, I love it so much. I get I get so excited when you post new stuff because it's like, oh yeah, because it's original, it's cool, and uh, you know, it's just it, it's really good vibes. So uh, yeah, once again, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the compliments, and thank you for having me. Um, it's fun to chat with other people and other makers and you know, people who are in, into the same stuff. So uh, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Kayla, do you have anything you want to say or do you want to just stop it? Oh, no, 